It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Just when we thought a season full of injuries was done, we get an off-season injury and a big one at that. How Jalen Suggs is going to have to slow down on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is May 3rd, 2022. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to talk about Jalen Suggs' injury, what it means for the young player as he gets set for a really important offseason and how that's going to delay a really important offseason and what he needs to work on a little bit more uh, in uh, more as he prepares for his sophomore season. We'll get to that, plus our player evaluation of Mo Wagner coming up on today's episode of Locked on Magic. But before we do that, we want to thank you for making Locked on Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked on Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked on podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just check for Locked on and the team you're looking for, the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode... It's also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's start with the news of the day. Well, we'll dive a little bit deeper into what Jalen Suggs has to work on here in a little bit. But uh, the news came down early Monday morning. One of the reasons why I actually delayed my podcast a little bit just to just to do a little bit more uh, reporting and thinking about it as well. Um, Jalen Suggs uh, underwent a surgical procedure last week to repair a small, what is the magic are describing as a small stress fracture in his right ankle. Um, they do expect him to resume basketball activities at some point during the summer. Uh, and they do expect that he will be ready to rejoin the team or ready for by training camp um, in September. Um, I, I don't need to tell you how big of a deal this is. Um, it does sound like it is a minor surgery. It does sound like it is a small thing. But anytime you're dealing with foot and ankle issues, Magic fans know very, very well it's something to be cautious with. Um, anytime that you're dealing with a young player getting hurt, it is certainly something very, very concerning, especially that first offseason between the, the rookie and the second season. You don't want to be falling behind. Um, and that's essentially what's going to happen with Jalen Suggs here. He, he's going to be behind. We're not. I wouldn't bet that we're going to see him at Summer League, although it's certainly still possible. It's not clear how long he's going to be out. Um, but he's going to lose a lot of valuable time to get better and work on skills that, that he needs to get better at. Um, just from a development, obviously health is the primary concern. Um, I said it uh, during the course of the season. I did not think that Jalen Suggs was going to play the rest of the season after he sprained his ankle late in the year. I didn't see a reason to um, his, his, I think we did an episode where I said that his a healthy off season is far more important for him than anything else that the magic were going to give him. In those last couple of weeks of the season, he ended up missing 11 of the final 13 games. 
He played two of those games, looked okay, but in that penultimate game against the Charlotte Hornets, he did pull up a little bit lame, um, you know, did seem to re-aggravate that ankle injury. It's not clear if that's where the stress fracture occurred, if it was just something that was hidden beneath the surface that slowed his recovery, didn't, uh, didn't allow him to get back. He felt good enough on a certain day or for a long enough period of time to go out and play uh, and then re-aggravated it or, or whatever. We can't make that speculation, although I, I kind of just did speculate a little bit about what may have happened. We can't make that speculation of when it happened uh, or even when or if the Magic should use. Stress fractures can be really difficult to, to find, to, to spot, and, and, and to treat in a lot of ways. Um, you know, rest is the best way to treat it, of course, but sometimes it doesn't heal that way or you don't respond to treatment the way that you that you need to and, and, and surgery becomes uh, an option um, on that front. Um, so obviously this is really disappointing and, and really frustrating on that end. It was a season full of injuries. And while I think Jalen handled the injuries really, really well, um, he learned a lot sitting on the bench during during his uh, wrist fracture. Um, this was also a this is also just a really disappointing uh, piece of news to get. Now, obviously, you can't do anything about it. Injuries are random. Um, certainly, you do have to question whether he should have been out there those last two games if that's when the injury was reaggravated or when the injury occurred. Um, again, or maybe it's fortuitous that they found that that occurred so they could say, okay, maybe we need to take a deeper look at this. Maybe we need to take an X-ray. Uh, and they found a stress fracture. I mean, shoot, I will say from my experience, I have been misdiagnosed based off of um, MRIs before. I'm not an elite athlete. So, you know, again, it's, it's not as important to me, but I, I broke my foot playing basketball one time. I landed on someone's foot going up for an offense rebound, rolled my ankle really, really bad. I thought it was just a regular sprain. Um, I thought I was going to be perfectly, I thought it was going to be fine. I was like, you know what? Just ice it. It's just a really bad sprain. It'll be sore for a couple of days and I'll be fine. I wake up the next morning. It's my foot's all puffy. It's like, okay, this is actually something serious. I need to go to the doc, to the, to the emergency room. I went to the emergency room. They were preparing to send me home with a high ankle sprain on just a wrap. And I was just like, I, I can't put weight on my foot, guys. This, 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 is, this is not going to work. And it was only after they took a second look that they did find a, a small fracture in, in my foot that, that would require me to be in a boot and, and would pretty much spell the end of any of my regular pickup days. I like, I, 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 I did not do rehab well, so I did not, I, I, I still have some issues on that front. Um, that's, that's the inexact science of medicine to be perfectly honest and the inexact science um, of, of this, that, that happens and stress fractures, especially small stress fractures like this one can be hard to detect and can be easily mistaken for ankle sprains. Again, I'm not here to speculate on exactly what happened. Uh, again, I kind of just did, but um, I'm not here to speculate. What's important now is Jalen Suggs gets the time off his feet, gets the time to rest and recover, gets through his rehab, adds strength where he can, works where he can, studies the game where he can. So when he does get cleared to play, he can kind of hit the ground running, even if it's not playing five on five games. That part's not so important until really September. It's getting back into the gym uh, and, and, and being able to go through reads and, and go through situations and kind of learn and play and get up to speed on what they're trying to do. In, in that sense, this could be a, a, a gift in, in many ways because it will allow Suggs to slow things down for him. It will it will force him to kind of take things in turn and, and really begin to, 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 to view the game differently again, just like he did previously. He'll get back on the court, go through his progressions, kind of go through his reads. Now he has an understanding of what the speed of the game is like. It's really about just finding for him and his development on the court. It's really just about finding his poise and composure, finishing at the rim, knowing when to attack, knowing how to attack, learning how to control his speed, 
all things that young guards have to learn how to do. So it's not surprising that these are things that he has to learn how to do. They're not easy to get down. It, it, you know, it took Victor Oladipo a long time to do it. It took Darren Fox a long time to do it. It's very rare that you find a rookie that can come in and just play at NBA speed that quickly. And, and those guys are obviously really special guys because they're still learning the NBA speed as well. Um, it, it's, again, unfortunate because this is lost time. This is lost opportunity. This is going to put Suggs a little bit behind and, and cause him to have to play catch-up the rest of the summer. I mean, obviously, there is a ticking clock toward September, um, toward uh, toward that opportunity and toward uh, toward the – uh, not toward the opportunity, but toward the end of uh, end of the offseason and, and when he's got to be ready to play and contribute because obviously he's going to play a major factor for the Orlando Magic moving forward, or, or certainly they hope that he will play a major factor for this team moving forward considering the draft capital that was spent on him. Again, we don't know. The Magic don't give timetables on anything. Um, it's offseason. We're going to hear very, very little about it. So hopefully we hear um, that Jalen Suggs is progressing well, that he's able to do some things by the time summer league comes around so that he can at least practice with the summer league team, if not play a little bit. Um, again, July is two months away. So we'll see how long it takes him to get up to speed and how long it takes him to get back into, into things. Um, but overall, again, this is just super really disappointing and, and, and frustrating to say the least that that injuries are again, going to derail um, a, a key, a key magic young player and a key part of the future and, and leave a little bit up to chance. Again, he is likely to be ready by the time training camp comes around. Um, he is likely to be um, to be fine by then. So we'll see how much game, how many, how much gains he can make, and hopefully he gets a healthy summer next year to continue growing on on whatever steps he takes, whatever steps he's able to take forward. But certainly have to become a little bit bullish on him now that he had such a difficult year, and he's going to lose some time to work on his game and get better this offseason. We'll talk a little bit more about the areas where Jalen Suggs does need to slow down and, and, and how he can continue to take those steps forward, even with these, this injury coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Prize Picks. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option to get you through the NBA playoffs? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this game, and I know you will too. It's easy to play. Uh, you just pick two to five players and you're over under on their projection. So let's say you want uh, in tonight's games, Giannis Antetokounmpo over his points, whether it's what, I don't know what number they'll set it out, probably like 26 and a half, 27 and a half. Um, you want to, you think he's going to score more than that. You take his over, you group those group, a bunch of those picks together. It can be through multiple sports, including MLB and the NHL it could be multiple stack categories. You could pick, you could literally pick Giannis's lines and say, okay, I think he's going to get over 26 and a half points under 10 and a half rebounds over eight and a half assists. And there there's your prize picks right there. It gives you the it, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It offers safe and fast, fast withdrawals, and you can get big money too. And you're not playing up against uh, professional players. It's just you versus the numbers. It's the best fantasy game out there for a limited time. Use prize picks um, for a limited time. Prize picks has an exclusive, exclusive no brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free. If a player in your first prize picks entry, scores a single point, but you have to use promo code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans. Sign up today and use code NBA for $50 for free. If a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast hosted by Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter and joined by our friend Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Tulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, Player Rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's being available wherever you get podcasts. Definitely bookmark that one. It's going to help you a lot during the draft process. That's what I listen to help me get ready for the draft as well, so be sure to check it out today. Jalen Suggs obviously did not have the greatest season. And we'll dive a little bit deeper into a player evaluation of him uh, moving forward, but uh, in, in the very near future, um, as we talk a little bit about storylines. But but I want to focus today on this idea of slowing down, of, uh, of speed and pace of the game, because there's a lot of really important ideas in there. There's a lot of really, really important concepts in, in, in that idea. Um, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that, you know, this is going to be another chance for Jalen Suggs to slow down. This is going to be a chance for him to kind of sit back, observe, and watch. Um, and, and that is valuable. Learning learning through tape, learning through situations, that's key to success in the NBA. You're not going to be able to get practice time practice time all the time. So you got to be able to understand your reads and your cues by watching it on tape and then applying it to the game. And, and having the experience of going through an NBA season, even as limited as it was for Jalen this, this season, Having that experience is going to help him say, okay, this, this is what I have to do. This is, this is how I have to prepare. Or this is what I'm going to see. This is what I know is going to happen. But obviously, there's no replacing the speed of the game. It's the speed of an actual game. There's no replacing the pace of an actual NBA game and actually be on the court and actually experiencing these things. Um, what's going to be really key is during his offseason training is that he's able to slow those down see them in practice, go through those repetitions, uh, and that's how he's ultimately going to get better is by repeating and drilling these situations, these scenarios, the pick-and-roll trees as much as you can so that when you get to a game, you can do them at full speed and feel very, very comfortable. A lot of the NBA, you, you just go watch the league right now, a lot of the NBA is um, a lot of the NBA is simply um, knowing and understanding uh uh, uh, the speed of the game and being comfortable and making your opponent uncomfortable. You look at the look at the NBA playoffs right now. It's a lot of teams just trying to make their opponents uncomfortable, trying to get them out of their stuff, trying to get them to feel a little bit of pressure. And obviously, the best players, there is no pressure. You play, you know, you hear this this said said around draft time a lot. The guy plays at his own pace. The guy plays at a pace he's comfortable with, no matter how much pressure is put on him. That's a compliment. That's what this league is ultimately about, and ultimately about ultimately about for for getting guys comf- getting guys where they need to be. Um, Suggs has a long way to go, and again, what's disappointing and frustrating about this injury is that he um, is losing this time. He's losing opportunities to get more comfortable at this speed, and and losing time to drill and, and gain the, this experience that's so necessary for him to take the next steps in his development, the next steps in, in his career. Um, obviously there's, there's a long way to go for Jalen Suggs. No one's going to sit here and say that he had a fantastic season. No one's going to say he doesn't have a lot of work to do. No one here is going to sit, is going to sit here and hide from the work 
that Suggs has left. Suggs did not. Suggs statistically did not have a good season. Let's let's just be real real on that. Um, there there are a lot of encouraging signs, a lot of things to be excited about. There's a lot of things that you say, okay, he get there, but the numbers are not good. 11.8 points per game, 4.4 assists per game, but 36.1% shooting from the floor, 21.4% from beyond the arc. In the uh, 22 games between his injuries, between the wrist injury in December or November um, and the ankle injury in March, um, Suggs averaged 12.7 points per game, 5.3 assists per game, 39.3% shooting. Um, still shot sub 30 from beyond the arc, but you look at that numbers, you see, okay, he clearly took a step up. He clearly learned. Uh, from his experience, from watching, from kind of gaining that outside perspective. So he, he's going to get better. And I do expect Jalen Suggs to take a pretty significant leap or take a, a, a bit, pretty big leap, maybe not the leap that we all imagined, maybe not the leap that we all thought he could make uh, coming out of uh, out of Gonzaga. But certainly I, I think he is due to make a big leap, as you would normally see from a rookie to a sophomore, from, a, from an inexperienced player to someone with a little bit of experience. The big criticism that I've had, and I've had this for a lot of the Magic's young guards, I certainly say it a lot about R.J. Hampton. I, I'll, I'll say it here about Jalen Suggs. He's got to learn to slow down. He's got to learn to control his pace. It's it's evident in his three-point shooting where maybe he sometimes rushes his three-point shot. It's evident in how he attacks the basket. Jalen Suggs had the 10th worst field goal percentage uh, among guards of players who get at least uh, four uh, four attempts per game within five feet. Uh, within five feet, Suggs shot 54.7% uh, on four-and-a-half field goal attempts per game. That's the 10th worst mark in the entire league among guards. He also made only 38.4% of his shots on nine drives per game, according to data from Second Spectrum. To me, this is about poison control. This isn't necessarily – This is the, to me, this means a nine drives per game. He is getting to the basket. He's getting the paint. Um, the, you know, it still trails Markel and Cole Anthony. He wasn't, he wasn't uh, driving as much as they were. Um, but he's able to get to the paint. You look at him, he's able to get and finish around the basket. He's able to get to the basket. He's able to 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 to, to get in positions where he can score, to good scoring positions. He's able to put that pressure on the defense. It's now about learning how to kick out, learning how to read, learning when to pull up for the jumper, making that jumper, obviously, uh, and then learning how to finish under control. A lot of times he blow layups just because he's going so fast. He throws the ball up, bounces off the backboard too hard, all that jazz. So again, it's about poise and control. It's about composure. It's about taking a deep breath, finishing, playing playing fast, but playing under control. That's a big thing that a lot of rookies struggle struggle with. And so, you know, again, this is about slowing Jalen Suggs down. This offseason is all about kind of slowing him down, getting him to play obviously fast, play quick, make quick decisions, but doing so under control, doing so with confidence, doing so with composure and poise and all those things that you need to actually finish a play. Um, again, not always an easy thing to do. Obviously, a bit of an intangible thing, uh, uh, but obviously something that that Suggs was still working on, something that a lot of young players struggle with as well. So Suggs has that step that he has to take up to, to get there. Um, again, this is all lost opportunity. He's going to learn a lot watching tape. He's going to learn a lot. You know, I, I imagine the first thing that he'll be able to do is some strength training. Getting stronger will help him finish at the rim too. So it's not like Suggs is going to be sitting on his – sitting around doing nothing. He's going to be rehabbing. That's going to help him a little bit too. Um, obviously with his health, it'll help him, but it'll help him add some strength and kind of get back into some strength work. You'll have to get his conditioning back a little bit, but that shouldn't be. there should be plenty of time for that to happen. And then the basketball skills come on top of that. So uh, we all knew there was a lot for Jalen Suggs to do, but 
the big thing this offseason, I say about RJ Hampton, I would still say it about RJ Hampton. I'd say it about Franz Wagner too, as good as Franz Wagner is about playing under control and getting where he wants. It's about playing under control. It's about composure. It's about playing at your pace. It's about not getting sped up. It's about being strong at the rim. Um, and that takes slowing the game down. Having the having the trust, having the confidence, having the composure and poise to get to the basket and finish. And that's a big part of what Jalen Suggs has to improve here uh, with the time that he's going to have after he comes out of this injury. We're going to talk a little bit about Mo Wagner and the season that he had coming up here in just a moment. But first, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're going to continue our player evaluations. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the big questions Magic face in the offseason. I think on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we'll also I'm tentatively be planning a mock draft Friday again on Friday. We'll do that again at like 5.30-ish. Um, still pinning down a final time on that. Um, but do follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily uh, to take part in our Twitter space doing our mock draft Friday. I'll, I'll, I'll have more details on that later on in the week. So definitely keep it here on Locked on Magic. But we're going to continue our player evaluations today and, and talk a little bit about the season that Mo Wagner had. Um, I will be the first to say, and I will be the first to admit, I was not a Mo Wagner fan uh, after last season. I thought that Mo uh, was not particularly good, um, to be perfectly honest. Um, I thought that he accumulated a lot of stats on a bad team. Um, someone had to score. He's a scorer by nature. Uh, I wasn't super impressed with his defense. I wasn't super impressed with what he could bring. And I, I was honestly a little bit surprised and shocked that the Magic brought him in, uh, brought him in for a second go-round. Um, I jokingly said, and I maybe still believe this conspiracy theory, that they brought Mo Wagner in at the end of last season to, to start getting intel on Franz, just to kind of get a feel for him with, with an idea that they were always picking Franz Wagner, that they really like Franz Wagner. Um, who will, who's to say if that's true or not? Um, that's my conspiracy theory of the day. Um, but, you know... I, I I did not like Mo Wagner. I will, I, will, I will say that. And I will admit that I exit this season convinced not only that I like Mo Wagner, um, but that I think Mo Wagner deserves a third season, you know, not a, a second full season with the Orlando Magic. I do expect them to guarantee his contract when that guarantee take comes up. Um, look, Mo Wagner just knows how to get himself in scoring positions. That's really the big thing for him. He averaged a career-best nine points per game, grabbed 3.7 rebounds per game, and, and shot 49.7% from floor and 32.8% from deep. Certainly felt a little bit better than that. He's a good floor spacer. He was able to kind of stretch guys out to the, to the, to the three-point line. He's good cutter, able to get to the basket. He is good at just kind of embedding himself wherever he is needed. Um, 
But obviously that's, that's not the real value that he gave this team. With Michael Carter-Williams out for the entire season and ultimately cut uh, at the trade deadline to make room for some younger players, um, the Magic lacked their guy with an edge. Um, you know, sure, Gary Harris is a hard-nosed veteran, but he doesn't have an attitude. He's not getting under anyone's skin. That was what Michael Carter-Williams did. He got after guys, and you had no choice but to match his energy. When he was in the game, it was played at a frenetic pace, um, and it was played with a defensive intensity that obviously endeared Michael Carter-Williams to Magic Queens. Michael Carter-Williams is welcome in Orlando anytime he wants. And obviously, he's still dealing with his injury. I think I saw uh, a photo of him after the season where he was still in a boot. Um, and obviously, that we want to see him get fully recovered, get him back out on the floor, whether it's with the Magic or with someone else. Mo Wagner was the guy that filled that irritant role. He got into it through the course of the season with several star players, whether it's Luka Doncic, whether it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. And while some of those moments are certainly kind of funny and kind of silly that, that Mo Wagner is the one getting after guys, um, it, it does give the team a little bit of an edge or it does give the team a little something to, to, to annoy their opponents. Again, so much of the NBA is about making guys feel uncomfortable and you know, if you're talking with Mo Wagner, you're not focused on the game at hand. You're not focused on playing the game plan or doing the best best you can you can do. Some of it was certainly extraneous. Some of it is probably overblown. Um, and 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 if this is your most valuable skill, then you're not really much of a player. So I'm not going to sit here and say pencil Mo Wagner in as the backup center, get him more minutes, get him involved. No, what you have to do with a player like Mo Wagner is sprinkle him in as needed. You need to change the energy in, in a game. You need someone to to, you know, to, to deliver a hit sometimes, you put a guy like Mo Wagner in the basketball game. You need a, a, a quick three or you need a, a big basket. Mo Wagner is your guy. That's the guy that kind of gets you going to the next stage or gets you or, or gets you moving in the right direction again. That's what Mo Wagner provides. And that's exactly what he did. This is a guy who understood his role and played his role perfectly. He didn't try to do too much. He didn't try to score too much. He just was the irritant that he is. He made a couple big baskets. He made some shots around the rim, got some offensive rebounds, and really that's it. That's all the Magic need from him, and that's really all the Magic are going to need from him next year. I, I would say that that Mo Wagner is probably going to slide into the Robin Lopez role as the relief pitcher. Need him to do a spot start? He can spot start. Need him to play the four? He can play the four. Everything else is really just going to be a bonus for him. And again, you don't want to rely on a guy like Mo Wagner too much. He's still a really bad defender. All the defensive numbers suggest that. Not a great rebounder. Um, you know, his shooting's probably better. His shooting numbers aren't great. He's probably a better shooter, shooter than those than those suggest. But he's not a knockdown shooter. No one's going to lose sleep over him. And yeah, ultimately, he's probably an expendable end of the bench guy. But as a third center, as a guy that you can use when you need him and you can count on him, that's really valuable. And the fact that Mo was able to establish himself as that after bouncing around the league a lot early in his career and, and really struggling to find his place, he now has a role. He now has a clearly defined um, role and, and thing that he can do at an NBA level or that an NBA team needs. This Magic team needs a little bit of an edge. They need to find their Pat Beverly, their veteran that's going to give them that grit and that toughness and kind of force their culture to be what they want it to be. Obviously, Mo Wagner is not a big enough guy to do that, but he is certainly someone that can help do that and help give this team the edge and a little shot of energy at times when they need it. Mo Wagner proved me wrong all season long. 
I went from a Mo Wagner skeptic to a Mo Wagner fan this season. And I hope the Magic are able to bring him back next year. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. I'm sure some of you are wondering. I am wearing my Fulham scarf today because Fulham has won the championship, the EFL championship, the second division of English football. We're going up to the Premier League. We're super, super excited. So we're not locked on Fulham. Fulham is actually the Orlando Magic of the Premier League. So there's proof that you can actually win things uh, when you're a team like that. We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. Go make your second listen, Locked On NBA, from the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last possession of the finals. Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Frostman Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.